And now, a brand new episode of Script to Screen Spotlight with hosts Alan Mahana and Hod Solo. screeners and welcome to a brand new episode of script to screen spotlight it is friday this episode is going to be a little different i'm having to record this on my own so i'm at home currently recording this episode our spotlight episodes tend to be pre-recorded i don't know if you guys knew this but that is the case so here's why this episode is a little different I'm involved in something that's pretty big that I really can't talk about right now that has shifted our schedule around a little bit. So I'm recording this. Hod's not with me, but I know he's with me in spirit. He is the solo to my Chewbacca after all. So what I've decided to do for this Friday's episode, this Spotlight's episode, is kind of to take a trip down memory lane. I wanted to share with you guys some of my favorite moments of script to screen ever since Hod joined the show. So I hope you guys enjoy some of those amazing moments. We've had some great moments so far and we're slowly reaching our one year anniversary. So why not go all the way back and check out the first episode or a highlight of the first episode that Hod was on check it out i've been kind of teasing this for a while i've been wanting this show to become something new i wanted it to grow uh, to evolve as i've said before and to be taken into a new direction a direction that uh, would allow me as a host uh, would allow me as a film lover a film critic um, a student of the industry to not just be talking to people um, who are involved in the industry, not just talking to those without a voice, um, uh, like, uh, you know, the filmmakers that have been here before, the producers, the actors, et cetera, et cetera. Um, what I wanted this show to become is to also become a platform for me to discuss uh, um, matters that concern the industry, topics that concern the industry, actually talk about the movies that I've been seeing and and have uh, uh, full-on discussions uh, about these films or about these topics or et cetera, et cetera, news, newsworthy stories. But I realized that I couldn't do it alone. I realized that to have these kinds of conversations, I needed to have a co-pilot. I needed to have someone to help me take this Millennium Falcon of a show to a whole new level, uh, to punch it, if you will, uh, to take it into, I don't know, hyperspace. Um, so, um, I thought to myself, who could I bring into this show? Who could be this co-pilot? And while it only seemed natural, it only seemed obvious. It was staring me right in the face. Uh, a good friend of mine, a very good friend of mine is becoming a very good friend of mine. Um, the, Solo to my Chewy, if you will. Please help me in joining or join me in welcoming, actually, the one and only Hod Solo. 
Hello, hello, hello. Hello Hello. to all the screeners out there. Yes. I'm pretty pumped and excited about this to talk about films and TV series and things that matter to both of us. Yes, exactly. So I I think we've both been very excited to have this day come to to actually launch this new evolved version of Script to Screen. Definitely. And I think uh, we're going to go into hyperspace, as you said, go where... No man has gone before. Okay, now we're, just, like now we're just merging genres yeah. here, merging franchises. Why not? Why not? It's, <laughs> it'd be an interesting crossover between those two. But anyway, we'll, we'll talk about different things later. I so, would love a conversation between Yoda and, and Spock. Spock. That's well, all I'm saying. Who would win? I mean... <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. There'll be like a challenge of the minds there. <laughs> um, but no, no, don't worry for all you listeners out there. This isn't going to be just a, a, a version of script to screen that is just talking Star Trek or Star Wars or just random franchises, um, we will be talking about everything. Yeah. Uh, and as you will see in this episode, um, we will have a bunch of different topics to talk about. But uh, on, the, on the other hand, we haven't lost sight of, or I haven't lost sight of, uh, and, and then, you know, Hattie is, is, or had solo Hattie, is, is um, on board with this. Uh, I haven't lost sight of the preciousness that this show was for these guests that were coming on the show. Um, but we want to include them in more than just talking about what they do for a living or all that stuff. We want to include them in these conversations that we're having. Um, right. Yeah. We want to hear their feedback, their point of view. Exactly. Uh, what input they have in, in topics, uh, everyday topics, movie fans have, uh, it's a big industry in Lebanon right, and, right. And, and there's so much going on and so many hidden talents and so many hidden gems and, and, and things. And I think uh, integrating these people into a conversation, mm-hmm. uh, hearing what they have to say is, is very interesting and also seeing what they're doing. Exactly. So, yeah. Exactly. So as you can tell, Hot and I hit it off immediately. It was the perfect combination of dorkiness, geekiness, love, and appreciation of cinema and television. Our goal from the very beginning was to have these conversations, was to look at cinema or television, the industries, as it were, in a critical way, but a critical, non-toxic way, in a way where if Had and I were to disagree, we would still be friends the next day. Heck, we would still be friends five minutes after the conversation, even if we were to disagree. And Had and I have disagreed a few times. Um... Why don't we check one of these times out? Are you ready for this? Ooh, I, I swear we should, should, we, should, sp- we should have like a jingle music. for this. No, like, you should put like a, a, a new Morricone Western kind of... Yep, yep, yep. So this is the second chance segment of Script to Screen, where either Had or I will pick a film, and we will try to convince each other as to why this film should be given a second chance. So this is done in the hopes of changing the toxic conversation surrounding movies. We want to convince the other party why this film is worth loving. Um, And so we've picked 
a film, we're starting off a little soft because I don't necessarily dislike this film. Yeah. I just don't believe that it is as epic as everybody else says it is, especially since I saw it uh, more than once. Um, and the more I've seen it, the more it's slightly let me down uh, versus Had, who saw it more than once um, and uh, loves it even more. Yeah. Um, so we're starting off with this one. I think the next Second Chance episode will be a little bit more aggressive. But uh, um, so here we go. Um, I think uh, 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 the way this will go, since you're the one that's trying to convince me, you've got the floor. Go for it. And I'll rebuttal afterwards. All right. Let's try to make this as concise and as as uh, Let's to try. the point as possible. Let's try. Let's try. So today we're talking about Black Panther. A movie I really enjoyed big time. And the first time I watched it in the movie theater, I loved it. And I watched it again actually a few days ago in preparation for this. <laughs> and I must say I loved it even more. Um, let's. I'm going to try to break it down a bit, okay. uh, bit by bit. So let's start with the, with the soundtrack we just listened to. Uh, musically, the film is uh, very relevant to mm-hmm. the topic mm-hmm. and the whole universe and uh, of Waka- the whole world. Excuse me, of, of Wakanda. Mm-hmm. Uh, the creation of Wakanda itself makes it feel like a very realistic kind of country. It could exist. There could sure. be a Wakanda. Sure. And I love the marriage in Wakanda of the very traditional mm-hmm. uh, African kind of uh, feel to it, plus the technological advances that they have in Wakanda because of the vibranium and whatnot. So that was a very interesting combination. Mm-hmm. So so visually, uh, this leads to, to something very visual where the movie is very beautiful to, to look at. Okay. Very nice colors. Also, and they all fall under an African kind of yes. that cultural there, there, thing. There, yeah. I do agree, not to cut you off. I do mm-hmm. agree there is a definite unification yep. of all the elements so together. You to, sure. So you, you want to look at costumes. You want to look at makeup. You also feel that mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. And then let's look at performances. I think performances were top notch. They were very good performances. Michael B. Jordan had given us one of the best villains since Loki, in my opinion. Because this came out pre-Infinity War. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had motive. Uh, like him or hate him, I think you can understand his motives. You might. Mm-hmm. Some people might even root for him to an extent mm-hmm. uh, about what he's doing. So the message is, is very relevant to what's happening uh, today. Uh, Chadwick Boseman as uh, T'Challa. Black, T'Challa, Black Panther, was magnificent. A very royal performance, mm-hmm. very humble. Uh, you see that this is a man who's recently been given the keys to the kingdom, mm-hmm. if, if I can say that, and uh, is, you know, seeing what to do. Should Wakanda be uh, exposed and, 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 and should the world be allowed to enter Wakanda or should it still be within its small, you know, uh, people thinking that it's a poor country and underdeveloped country and whatnot. Uh, the action sequences were, were really good. I love the fight scenes. Uh, I loved, on a personal level, I love Andy Serkis, and I, I really enjoyed his uh, performance as Ulysses Claus. Mm-hmm. Short-lived, yeah. though, yeah, in true, my opinion. True, he, he could have... But, again, watching it again, his death uh, serves purpose to the story. It makes sense for people yeah. to, to like Killmonger, to, to unite with him, to see mm-hmm. what uh, T'Challa couldn't do. Sure. Uh, and I love the paternal, the, the, the family story, the paternal sure, sure. story and, and the relationship between Shuri and uh, uh, T'Challa, the mother. 
it, it was a fun movie. It was a good movie. It made me think. It made me want to go to Wakanda. It, mm -hmm. it, it made me dream a bit. I really had a very pleasant time watching the film. Uh, I'm very curious to see how the character is going to develop in future in sure. films. Yeah. It's, it's, that's always interesting. It wasn't 100% an origin story because he had popped up in right. uh, Civil War. So the way they continued was, for me, very smart. Yeah. And, and the direction was spot on. I loved the movie. Yeah. So, it's very clear. So yeah. So <laughs> it's very clear. Okay. So here are my really quickly because yeah. we're, we're the, you know we're we're playing against the clock now. Um, here are my issues with the film. Again, and nothing that you mentioned. Um, um, Uh, I disagree with. I think visually the film is very beautiful. Um, I think the performances um, uh, are are good. I don't think they're they're stellar performances. I think they're good performances. Um, where I think the film lacked a little bit is um, a in its length. I think the film is a little too long. Um, uh, narratively speaking, it goes through a lull at some point, and and. Uh, it could have been a little bit more, uh, uh, um, uh, what was it? what's the word, urgent maybe, um, uh, and it wasn't. There wasn't a sense of urgency in the storyline as much as I would have hoped that there would be. And this is, I'm talking to you uh, from a second and third viewing kind of standpoint. Yeah. Um, Uh, not all the fight sequences were, were really good for me. Mm -hmm. uh, I love the car chase sequence. I love mm -hmm. the fight sequence in the casino. Mm -hmm. um, I do not like the final sequence between T'Challa and Killmonger. Mm -hmm. It is cartoony. It, the, you, it, the CGI is very evident there. Mm -hmm. And it, it drew me out of the film on, on a second viewing. Um, You know, the, the subliminal messages of, of man versus woman also are slightly annoying in this case. It's, it's not a coincidence that all of the army, all of T'Challa's army is all women and then all of the Jaburi and, and whatever are all men. Um, it couldn't have been intermixed or whatever. You know, for me, those are minor things that, again... It's not that I don't like the film, and it's not that I'm not curious as to um, where it's going to lead. I really hope opening up of Wakanda is going to lead to consequences. Uh, obviously, it has in Infinity War, mm -hmm. um, which is which is you know, and I think um, uh, his his second in command or whatever her name is, I, I forgot her name. The, from the she's the dance. general. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's the general. She told. She says it in Infinity War. When I, you know, when we, when you, we decided that we were going to open up the walls of Wakanda. This is not what I had in mind. Mm -hmm. And it's because it, they are now in danger. They're now, you know, uh, there's a danger which I like because mm -hmm. I was hoping that it wasn't going to be this idealistic. Ah, oh, opening Wakanda, nothing's going to happen. Blah 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 mm -hmm. blah. You know. Uh, so I am curious to see where this the second uh, film uh, leads. Um, But again, those minor things, uh, the length of the film, narratively, I think it could have been a lot stronger if it was a little bit more compact. Um, uh, those things bother me a little bit mm -hmm. and reduced it for me, but not to the point where, again, I do not yeah. hate the film. I just don't think it is as hypetastic as everybody mm -hmm. continues to say that it is. Um, I think what it's done musically, visually, uh, is, is a great step. Uh, it's nice to have this uh, cultural uh, diversity in, in uh, Marvel. So, uh, 
I'll give it a third chance. Okay. <laughs> okay, why not? By, by the way, I think I could be mistaken. I have to double check this, and the internet connection isn't very good. But I think in the comics. Uh, his guards are are women. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is very yeah, part, yeah. So they have yeah, to yeah. also be sure. faithful to sure, sure, sure. Um, that sounded I'm, like cool, 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 but sure, 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 sure. sure. Um, uh, but again, the subliminal messages are there in the comics as well. Marvel yeah. has been known to be pushing these kind of ideologies uh, from from the get go. I mean, look at you know what's under Marvel. You've got the X Men. You've got you know. There's a lot of ideologies <laughs> that is that are being spread in the comics. So um, uh, again, it's not that I don't like the film. I just don't think it's worthy of the hype that surrounded it. Okay. I, to That's me, it. To me, it, it works because if you look at the whole picture, the whole 360 thing. Sure, yeah. It, it could be. It, and you know what? Maybe the sequel will make me appreciate yeah. the, the, the first film even Absolutely. more. Absolutely. Yeah. You know? Um, but th- again, this is kind of the point of the second chance. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so I think this was a good... Uh, 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 first off. film kickoff for the second chance. Um, uh, uh, yeah, you see, we did it, and we're still friends. Script to screen has been a great journey so far, and we've been growing ever since the show evolved last year. We're almost at our one-year anniversary, but our growth wouldn't have been the same if it weren't for the amazing guests that we've had so far. And it all started at our first. Round table. Okay, so th- th- here we are. Uh, let me kind of set kind of set the stage real quick um, before we dive into this topic, so that everybody's kind of clued in. Um, we are living right now in a world, and I think, and I, I, I am very, very confidently going to blame social media. Uh, for for this, uh, quite 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 confidently. Um, you think? You think just a little bit. Um, so we are living in a world that is very that's become very toxic, specifically when it comes to conversations regarding movies. Um, I, I think it's sort of the, the the beginning of it was this tension between Marvel and DCEU fans when uh, the, the the you know DCEU started kind of coming up because could. could Sort of start seeing that was there was it before that the world of DC that cold now by the way just well, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> gotta get it right yeah now it's called the world of DC absolutely yeah um, so that was kind of where it started popping up and then what really kind of tipped the iceberg over and sank the Titanic and you know exploded Vesuvius um, was the Last Jedi yeah that's where crap really hit the fan <laughs> um, and it just became extremely toxic to mm. the point where, and, and this is why I'm super happy that Bailey is in on this conversation because I follow his channel on, on YouTube. So I've seen a lot of his videos and I've seen his reviews and my Lord, did he and Jay get some of the worst attacks I have ever, ever read <laughs> on on uh, on youtube i mean literally some uh, i mean there were some people literally giving them death threats i mean that's how bad it got so um B- bailey i think this is where you need to kind of jump in and 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 tell us your the, the perspective yeah. from your end well i was just having like flashbacks because i i completely forgot how bad it was when um because for a long time i was gearing up to do a big analysis video on the last jedi and I kept getting turned off doing it because, like, it's it's so heavily scrutinized that, like, it was impossible for me to find any way to talk about it without having someone be able to counter, 
Yes, I'm wanting to talk about stuff I love in the movie and there was no way for me to be able to say anything without someone being able to counter it. Um, and so, yeah, I'm just kind of remembering now, it's like, no, I did review the movie. Um, and that was, a, that was a bit of a nightmare, that process. Because basically, um, you've said already that like uh, social media has kind of spread this thing. But it's almost like that kind of thing in that with, um, you know, uh, guns don't kill people, people kill people. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, I think people have always inherently had this kind of thing. In I think this toxicity comes from the fact that, look, I'm going to give like an example of a situation I was in recently that wasn't film-related, but it completely displays uh, what we're talking about. I was at the front row of a Kendrick Lamar concert recently, mm-hmm. and he hadn't come out yet. And there was a bunch of us all just standing there talking about albums. But we weren't talking about albums. It was, oh, what do you guys think of the new album by, say, Drake? And everyone would go, oh, I love it. Oh, I hate it. Oh, I love it. Oh, I hate it. Um, and then we'd mention, you know, another, uh, you know, another artist. And say, I love it. I hate it. I love it. I hate it. And there was no middle ground. There was never any. And the reason that is because people... In the online way of communicating, there's so much hyperbole that no one really sits in a middle ground anymore. Even if you walk out of a movie now and you uh, feel mixed on it, because of so many other opinions happening online and so many media outlets uh, getting so much traction from it's either the worst thing ever or the best thing ever, you kind of get pulled in one direction or the other where the middle ground just seems to have fallen away. So where the toxic discussion from movies, I think, comes from is the fact that there's so little middle ground anymore in the conversation with movies that you end up with basically almost two factions on every movie. There's people who love it or people that hate it. And you can never really have a constructive conversation when people are like, it's the best thing ever or the worst thing ever. So I don't know if you guys have followed what I'm getting at there, mm-hmm. but I think this is where it comes from. is the fact that online to be heard, you know, people want to tweet out something about a movie, but no one cares if you say, um, hey, I thought the movie was okay. People are going to, sit up and pay attention if you say you love it or you hate it. Um, and I think that's what's really spawned a lot of the way people, I mean, uh, film journalists is a different thing going on because we just, we're just trying to get our stuff read. We just want to get our stuff read. We want to get it seen, whatever. But people out online discussing the stuff, it's all just so much hyperbole and that fuels a really toxic environment when people can only talk about loving or hating things. There's just no middle ground. So that's what I've kind of seen and I think that's where so much of it comes from. And I don't really know how to get the middle ground back. I don't know. That's the question. Where do we get that kind of, um, get people to pay attention to the middle ground? Yeah. Um, so, uh, Yumna, Clint, have you, have you had, have you witnessed, uh, uh, I don't know if you've, you've had some of the hate, but have you kind of seen what has been happening? Are you clued into the toxicity that's around? Or? Well, I mean, for me, being not only just in, you know, watching movies, also being in the music business as well, because the music business is also quite tied to the music industry mm-hmm. anyway. Uh, sorry, to the movie industry. But from what I gather, I mean, I'm, maybe I'm saying something wrong here, and if I'm, I'm going to annoy anyone, I'm sorry, but a lot of people don't have their own opinions. Basically, they will look at someone as a critic or someone who has an opinion and they'll say, oh, I'm going to say the same thing as him because they feel that maybe it's something right or maybe they feel that, uh, you know, this is politically correct in some way. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, especially nowadays, you you can't say something bad about a movie because all of a sudden you might be racist or you might be uh, sexist or something. You know, this is this is the music, the, the movie industry that we're in now. And plus, as you were saying before, it all comes down to social media. Yeah. Straight away, whether it's on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and, yeah, Twitter, whatever it is. I mean, even if you go on trailers and that kind of stuff, it's either going to be literally from one extreme to the other. It's either going to be really, really good 
or it's going to be extremely, extremely bad. Yes. And usually when it's bad, it's always bad language and just, oh, yeah. just people it's, throwing it's just, in hate, yeah. hate, hate lines and stuff. So that's, that's pretty much what I've experienced. Yumna? I mean, I will, you know, if I think a movie is just okay, I will say it, but I don't think it's, it's funny that you mentioned toxicity when it comes to just to movies. I think it's toxicity when it comes to everything today, Yeah. Mm. whether it comes to, you know, yeah. I, I, so I'm in news, right? So I know when it comes to politics, the world is literally divided into a million factions and I'm American. So you can imagine the, oh, yep, the, yep, yep, the conversations we have. I but got you. I think, I think, you know, with, with movies and, and the haters, I think, I mean, social media makes it easier because like I heard somebody said that once it's just easier to just hate some <laughs> on something when you're behind a computer screen it'd be very different if you were having a face-to-face -face talk yeah but yeah, it's like people cannot keep it up face-to-face -face. I know they, they can but like and, and but for example if, if keep it up. all of us together here right if you know and I remember having one of my first conversations with Alan is you know I think we, we disagreed on a movie but it wasn't like he was going to kill me or I was going to kill him it was just like no Alan I don't think oh I do think so no I don't okay fine you know what let's just go have a burger and you yeah know, let's agree to disagree you know like let's, let, agree, let's agree to disagree. disagree I think it's just common sense now if some people you know want to use hate for it or you know they, they get very aggressive then it says more about them than it does about your review or the movie so yeah. so go ahead Bailey you 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 do your review. So did you like the Last Jedi or not? Did, I, I never figured that out. Oh, no, so, so, so let's make that clear. I love the Last Jedi to the point that like me too. Um, yeah. It's not that I wouldn't say it's the best Star Wars movie. I think Empire still has that throne no matter what. But no one touches Empire. No, nobody, <laughs> nobody, <laughs> nobody can can top Empire like Guys, that's. Well, I'll, I'll say I what love I the Last Jedi. Nine, it tops like Empire. Nine's gonna get. Episode nine is going to get the get the right balance. I think there's yeah. no way they're going to get it wrong with episode nine. There's too much at stake for them to get it wrong. Um, so anyway, but the thing is, with the Last Jedi, I don't necessarily like all of it. There's a lot of stuff in that movie where I'm like, what? Why is that in there? <laughs> but I've never found in my life, in my life, there's never been a movie for me that I've found more fascinating than the Last Jedi to discuss. I mean, we've had our Batman versus Superman, which I think is pretty confidently we can all say that that probably leans towards more the bad spectrum than than the good. But it's still a fascinating movie to discuss because there's so much about people seeing it so differently. Like it's not like a Transformers movie, but most of us watch a Transformers movie and go, that's trash. Is that in the Superman? There's like a, a thing I of loved. like, oh, when you actually think about stuff, you're like, hey, there's actual creative decisions there that are not being done anywhere else. Should I respect the movie for doing some of these things, even though they don't work? And I think The Last Jedi does that as well. Obviously, for me, at least to a much more successful degree. Um, but yeah, with The Last Jedi, it's like, I love the movie. Um, I don't love everything about it. And the unfortunate thing is, is being a fan of it, people assume that instantly means you love everything about it and you have no issues with it. It's like, I have a ton of issues with that movie. I just find it endlessly fascinating and I can watch it over and over and over again. Um, I, I've got a thing, there's very few movies nowadays that like uh, fall into that divisive field where people are really kind of split. Um, I mean, usually you always have people that like a movie and don't like a movie, but there's these movies that we're getting recently, particularly like big franchise movies, like uh, Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom was probably in the same field. People either loved it or hated it, I feel. Um, and so stuff like that I find so fascinating. But yeah, but it's, it's becoming so polarized now. Like it's not, it's becoming, you're right. Like these films, like these big franchise films have become so polarized. It's like you're either it's on the- uh, but the more of them you it's get, the state the of our world more get. than, you know, specifically movies. It's just, yeah, whatever, it's just the way topic, it is now. It's exactly, like, exactly. Yeah. Whatever topic you pick, it's just polarized. It's polarized. Yeah. As amazing as that round table was, 
our biggest highlight would have to be the episode where Hod and I got the amazing opportunity to interview and talk to Lebanon's current pride and joy, film director Nadine Lebeke, who's recently, whose most recent film actually, has not only been nominated for a Golden Globe, a Critics' Choice Award, and a BAFTA, but also an Oscar. It's, it's a film that, that, is, that is so real, uh, so grounded in, in, a, in an ugly truth, I think, that we try to ignore and we try to pretend that's not, that it's not there. Um, and you were able to force us to see it in, in, a, in a very, very um, beautiful way. Mm. So can, can we talk about your journey to coming to this film? Like how um, how it came to be? I, I think like everyone else, I'm you know, I'm not the only one concerned with everything that's happening in the region and more specifically in the country. Uh, I think that the way the world is uh, is going is not really uh, the most uh, uh, ideal. And I think I'm not mm-hmm. the only one concerned. I and mean, that what's happening around us, what's happening with the all these um, uh, uh, communities that are completely excluded from the system, uh, whether it's children or their parents or migrant workers or uh, refugees or, you know, all, all these communities that are now uh, completely marginalized and that are almost inv- invisible uh, because, you know, most of them don't have papers even that prove that they exist. So they, they don't have to ri- the right to anything, you know, no right to education, no right to uh, even being hospitalized if uh, something happens to them, uh, no right to work, no right to travel. They just end up being hanging, you know, on the margins of our... Uh, lives and our societies and end up being completely invisible. And I'm not the only one, I think, concerned about this problem. The only difference is maybe I tried to, you know, this time to to turn my anger into something maybe more positive, feeling that uh, I, I, I don't want to be just frustrated about what's happening. I don't want to be just frustrated when I see a child uh, that is, uh, you know, three to uh, four years old, uh, spending his days on the streets, under the sun, under the rain, uh, begging for money. Um, I just decided that I was going to uh, somehow um, live up to the responsibility that I have towards them because I am also part of the the reason uh, and I just want to try to understand why. Why did we end up uh, accepting and allowing this injustice toward these kids, toward these communities? Where, where, how, how come? How come? You know, the human kind has uh, accepted this site that is becoming a site that is uh, part of our daily life. It's, it's, uh, so I just wanted to know more. And it, what happened to this kid when I turn around and he turns around and he disappears around the corner? Where does he go? Who is he? Uh, how does he feel uh, towards us? How, what is his um, 
what's his point of view on all you know all what's happening to him so I, I decided to become sort of become his voice uh, as much as I can I want to go back a few months back to to Khan uh, the importance of winning that prize of reaching more people with the, the things you've been talking to us about now the, the importance of getting the message out there for people to, to, to see how these children uh, suffer and I think it's not just a story which I would assume applies in Lebanon but would apply anywhere in the world exactly it's something that is happening in every big city in the world this is a problem that is no more just a Lebanese problem you know with, yeah. the, with the refugee crisis around the world uh, and this you know the economical crisis around the world you can see this anywhere you can see this in LA you can see this in France you can see this uh, mm -hmm. in, in London you can see in, in, in every big city of the world this is not just specifically Lebanese it's the future of humanity and we, and we have to be aware of the immensity of the problem it's mm -hmm. not uh, the, the what you see in the film is even uh, is I mean the reality is much much harsher than what you see in the film and the, the pe people are already feeling it's too shocking it's too much mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but reality is harsher than what you see the the the, the problem you know the the neglect and the suffering that that these people and these kids go through is not is is in the film it's nothing to compare to what it really is yeah. we saw it's impossible you know it's even sometimes impossible to describe uh, those kids have lost their completely their humanity their childhood everything that you see kids that don't have any more expression in their eyes they've been through so much abuse and so much neglect uh, some of them you know don't even play they don't play they don't cry they don't laugh they don't talk they're just numb numb we've 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 taken everything we've taken their humanity so it's uh, and it's not uh, one case or two cases it's thousands of cases of children that are going through this. They're, you know, some children are not even, you know, they're, they're, they're born, they die, nobody knows because, of course, they're not declared, so nobody knows they even exist. And nobody knows the hardship they go through, nobody knows the abuse they go through, so they, they, they die from neglect, they die from mm. abuse, they die because nobody was at home when he jumped out the window or when he tripped on I don't know what and he fell from the rooftop or when he fell on the stairs or when he got electrocuted or when he put fire, uh, his house on fire or you know, these stories are not uh, you know this, it's not a movie this yeah. is happening yeah. every day every day it's happening by the hundreds and we don't know nobody knows Nobody knows because they don't exist. Yeah. So the, the, the problem is huge. And, and I don't know if, if we're aware that these kids are going to become adults one day. And yep. what's going to happen? And this is and this angry. is where the danger lies. I think uh, this is where the danger lies is that they're going to grow up, and these are these kids are going to grow up numb without any childhood uh, experience as a child. You know that they're being asked to grow up. I think way too fast. This highlight is only the tip of the iceberg. 
uh, with the conversation that we had with Nadine Labagay, but it was such an amazing highlight for both Had and I. So as we draw closer towards the end of the episode, we've had a few mishaps and a few mistakes happen on script to screen. Some of those are really, really funny. Check out some of the funky mishaps that have occurred on the show. So aside from Bailey, we have... Uh, uh, we've got uh, the one, the only Mr. Clint Maximus. Hello, hello, hello. How are you? Yeah, good. There we go. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. Small technical <laughs> issues. No. Tr- trying to figure out which mic he was. <laughs> and just put them all on. Let's That's why I do it again. And we have Mr. Clint Maximus. Hello, hello, hello. Yes. There we go. Right. So everyone good? Everyone's going? Everyone's fine? Everyone's, everyone's cool? Great. All right, yeah. good, good, good. We're, we're doing awesome. for you today, and I'm slowly realizing that the thing that's supposed to be recording me on YouTube is not recording. <laughs> and we're live on the air. So this is fun. Um, there we go. Now it's recording. So... <laughs> so um, we've got a special guest for you today, um, and I can't have that guest without having the solo to my Chewbacca, Hod Solo. Hey, 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 guys. How are you? How's everything? I'm good. It's I, Friday. I, I'm happy that there's a guest here to see the mistakes you make live oh, yeah. on air. It's absolutely... You know what? It's, it's probably because... And, and it's really weird, but starstruck, maybe? I don't know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> not really. Aww. Not really. You're not supposed to be talking yet. We I'm haven't sorry, even introduced you. Okay. Oh, look at this. Can you I guess who this is? <laughs> and uh, as, as it happened the last you time, broke it. My, uh, yeah, you ruined it. <laughs> my GoPro isn't working. So <laughs> apparently, uh, I don't have time to fix this. If it's airing out, I don't want to mess with the previous recording. <laughs> so we'll just let the GoPro thing die for You'll now. You'll have the one side GoPro. Yeah, yeah we'll just record you on your end. People yeah. don't need to see my face. It's cool. Oh, it's cool. Nice face, man. Oh, there I am. There, oh, there, there, there he is. You have a nice face, bro. <laughs> Come on, man. Um, We'll probably, I'll try. What, you're trying to sell this based on my face? <laughs> God help you guys. If Our faces. Not, if you're not completely clued in, uh, this episode is uh, dedicated to comedies. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, it's not the documentary one? No, it's, it's not. It's, it's uh, also not the uh, the biopic one oh, either. Okay. Um, so... <laughs> So, um, essentially, what's... Uh, let's see. Is it working now? Just, oh, okay. Just give up. <laughs> yeah, no, no. We need your face, bro. All right. We maybe, need maybe, it. Maybe now it'll work. All right. We can't do it without you, man. <laughs> <laughs> we need you. Um, so, as you hear, we are not alone uh, on this episode. We are not uh, uh, just uh, Hod and I uh, sitting around chit-chatting. Uh, today, we have a very special guest. Uh, uh, indeed, indeed. Good indeed. friend of, of Hod's and soon to be a good friend of mine, hopefully. Yeah. Well, um, it depends how this episode goes, man. <laughs> Let's see. It's the first date. <laughs> Why are you behind the window? Like, like I feel like you don't want to be next no, to me. No, because I tech my shows. So ah, I don't have anybody teching uh, for me. It's like me. prison oh. visits, you know? You have, you have the glass and... Oh, we can't curse on this show. No, I just no, want to say any bad right. words. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> all right, good. Um, so I just have to double check. all of that, I've got the two little corrections I need to make because we made the little boo-boos in the past two episodes um, and we're not pride... We're, we're not the kind of people that are, like, beyond prideful that cannot admit to when mistakes are made. First off, I would like to send out a big, big apology to uh, uh, the great actress Emmy Rosem Emmy, um, who we uh, accidentally dubbed 
Emily. We pulled a Ross on this. Uh, we said Emily instead of uh, uh, Emmy. Um, and the other was uh, proclaiming that Josh Brolin acted in a terrible film called 12 Strong when technically he was in a film that was amazing called Only the Brave. Uh, you know, slightly mistakes, slight mistakes there. But see, I don't make mistakes alone. No, 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 no. I don't make mistakes alone. So join me in welcoming the solo to my Chewbacca, the one, the only hard solo. Hello, hello, hello. Thank you for blaming me. I feel so I didn't, I didn't right blame now. you. I'm just saying we'll that we share, have to, we have to we'll share, share the blame. blame. Yeah, it's fine. We have to share the weight, share the mistakes. I, I you, no you are a co-host. Yeah, true. That's part of being you know? a co-host, you know, is being partially wrong. So Yeah, ex- exactly. Exactly. This is, this is it. This is exactly it. So as Had and I have been telling you for a while, we've been working very, very hard to update our website and to make sure that the website experience of Script to Screen is just as fantastic as the show itself. So part of the website, I had asked three of our guests to send us testimonials, their feedback, their commentary on the show. And I wanted to make sure to take some time to share that with you Today, because what they said really touched me and it was very, very special. So we'll start off with the first one, Yumna Nelfo, who is a very close friend of the show, a very good friend of mine and of Hod's. Here is what she had to say. Script to Screen has become my weekly go-to podcast for anything related to films, series and the whole industry that goes with it. Alan and Hod are movie lovers, passionate about the subjects, the craft and will give it to you no holds barred. In a media world that has become saturated with content, it has become hard to distinguish quality from fluff. No fluff here, just pure movie magic. Yumna, thank you so much for your kind words. We love your support of the show, and we couldn't be more appreciative of the collaborations that we've done with you so far. Our second one was from our most recent guest, Louis Yamin. Here's what he had to say. It was an absolute blast being on air, especially since I'm a big fan of the show and believe the content is very well curated. I think a show about cinema is much needed and script to screen fills that gap gloriously. Louis, you filled a gap in our heart gloriously. Thank you so much for your kind words. Uh, We loved having you on the show as well. Finally, uh, a good friend of mine, Bailey Parkinson, who is the host of uh, and the creator, content creator of Breaking Banter and Loverboy Media on YouTube. Here is what he had to say. A glorious buffet of movie talk goodness that's overflowing with charm and passion thanks to the wonderful hosting duo of Alan and Hod. In such a saturated landscape of movie podcasts and talk shows, Script to Screen stands out as an essential voice thanks to a unique perspective, one that's always informed, entertaining, and driven by an undying love for both art and industry. This is one worth making a detour for. Bailey, what can I say? Our uh, friendship started years ago uh, when you and Jay um, reviewed uh, the insult and I got you on my first kind of attempt at having a weekly show. Uh, and we've been friends ever since. I love your support of our show, uh, just as I love supporting your content. Thank you, thank you, thank you from the bottom of my heart. Also, to all you screeners who are constantly uh, sending us your feedback, constantly reaching out to us, saying hello to us at the film premieres, we couldn't be more thankful for you guys as well. 
our statistics have been growing every single day. Uh, our reach has been growing every single day. We're almost at an overall uh, um, 25K listens, which is fantastic. Our episode uh, listens per episode uh, have been growing as well. We're almost at 50 listens per episode, and that is huge. And that is all thanks to you guys. But also, this is thanks to my fantastic co-pilot, my fantastic partner, my fantastic uh, co-host, uh, the solo to my Chewbacca, Had Solo. And if I wanted to express how thankful I am for him, for you, if you're listening to being on this show, uh, there wouldn't be a better way to do it than to simply play our uh, uh romantic moment <laughs> uh in the christmas spotlight episode uh we had a few things to say to each other uh there were no tears thankfully uh but it was a cliched cheesy romantic moment so here we go let's listen to it before we end the show for today take a listen guys this is going to be a tearjerker make sure you have tissues uh nearby we have come to the end of the Script to Screen Spotlight Christmas special. We hope you enjoyed it. It was kind of like, you know, a little all over the place, but here we go. I mean, this is yeah. Christmas by the end of it. We, we didn't want to play it by the book. We wanted to like... Yeah, kind we of, just like, wanted just to let just let have go. fun with it, yeah. let go. Um, we can't wait to start the brand new year with you guys. Uh, Script to Screen, as we said earlier, I mean, th- we are only going to grow more and get more and more uh, uh, creative with what we're giving you, and we can't wait to add more you know add more segments and divulge uh you know we've got the oscars coming up soon so we're gonna start talking about those um you know that that should be an interesting roundup definitely that that'll be i'm sure we're gonna have a nice round table to talk about we should we should we should have a juicy juicy discussion we will we will um so yeah 2019 here we come here we come. Blazing. You, you better be ready for us. You better watch out. You better not cry. You better not pout. I'm telling you why. Because. Script to screen. It's coming, coming to, to town. town. Hey. Yeah. All right. On that note, you can always follow us on our social media, Instagram to be uh, more specific. Uh, on my end, you can follow me at Alan Mahana and. Had Solo. Had Dot Solo. Yeah, I was just going to say, whoa. Did you change it without telling me? No, no, no. Uh, had Dot Solo. You can also listen to our podcast on all podcast platforms. We are available on a multitude of them yeah. just to make sure that any one of you can listen to us. Uh, we want to make sure that we please our audience. Yeah. So hopefully our audience has been pleased with today's episode or special spotlight highlight episode of script to screen. So I'm going to do the uh, end uh, social media stuff. So if you want to follow me on social media, you can follow me at Alamahana on Instagram and Twitter. If you want to follow Hod, you can follow him at Hod.Solo. Our website is currently under construction, but you can follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash script to screen pod. Make sure you engage with us and you can listen to the show on Radio Public. If you do so, you will help support the show. Thank you so much for joining us for the highlight episode. Join us tomorrow for a brand new episode of Script to Screen News Hour. See you then, guys. Thanks, screeners. Hi, 
I'm Alan. And I am Hat Solo. And together we can rule the galaxy. <laughs> That might take too much time. Let's talk about films and TV instead. That makes sense. Join us at 3 p.m. every Friday for Script to Screen Spotlight and Saturday for the Script to Screen News Hour. We'll be discussing all the latest news from the film and TV industry. And we'll also enchant you with some of the greatest songs and soundtracks out there. Script to Screen, only on Radio Lebanon 96.2 FM. Made to be heard.